So good morning. Um, it's a privilege to be here preaching. Um, I've been really been wrestling with the word that I've got from God. And it's the meek shall inherit the earth. The meek. And I always thought, meek always sounds so weak. Like, you know, and, and it's so wrong. It's not the way God ever intended it to be. So I'm going to be preaching out of the Beatitudes, which is Matthew 5, verse 3 to 12. And just a bit of a background before we go to read it. Is, the background was, <clears throat> in that day, people were living under the law. So the law was given the Ten Commandments, and uh, if you've ever tried to live under the law, uh, you find it very difficult, actually impossible. And it will kill you if you try and live under the law, actually. And so in that state, this is, this is when Jesus went up on the, the uh, called the Sermon of the Mount. And he, Jesus took the law and he broke it down to something that we could basically almost taste. It wasn't like, thou shalt not sin, thou shalt not do this. He gave us reasons for it. He showed them provision rather than judgment. That if, if you do certain things, God provides in certain ways. So this morning, I, I don't know if, how to actually tell you this, but I want you to open your heart in a way you've never done before. Because I believe God's going to change each and every person in this place this morning. And I want you to come, I don't want you ever to go to church and feel like this is not going to be a life-changing moment for you. Like, we've all got issues. We've all got stuff we're dealing with. And if our hearts aren't open to starting to adjust to those issues, we are never going to taste the fullness of God. And I must say, like, my life has changed radically in the last four months, and this is why I'm preaching on this. It's not something I'm, I'm, I haven't gone through. It's something I'm busy going through, but I'm actually, some, some parts I've got a huge breakthrough in my life. And I felt like God wanted to equip you to get that breakthrough as well. Because he doesn't, he's, in, he's into individuals, each and every person in this place. And so... I want to quickly pray that the Holy Spirit would rest on each and every one of you, that this word become alive in your lives right now. That it's not just something somebody's talking from the front, but you're going to live this thing out in your hearts. That it's not going to be something that's dead, because God is not dead, He's alive. So Lord, by your Spirit, the one you said that you're going to send that's going to do greater things than even you ever did, Jesus, come and touch and fill every life right now in your precious name, Jesus. Sure, that sounded quite heavy. I wanted it to be quite light. So, I'm not pregnant either. I just had a lot of food in America. <laughs> okay, that lightened the motive, thank goodness. Cool, so let's read the Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger. And thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you, persecute you, and utter all kinds of evils against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So I'm going to quickly break down what each of those things mean. So it's a quite a great thing. After the law, God 
Jesus went and spoke about these things, and he said, everything of them was blessed. Blessed be you, blessed. And if you want to go and check the Latin word, it's beatu, I hope, meaning blessedness. And if you want to be blessed in life, please go and get these scriptures afterwards yourself and read them to yourself every day. Because these are the way you do it. So I want to break them down and tell you what they mean so you can, like they you give you handles on, on this is how you actually use these things when you do hear them, okay? So, blessed are the pure in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Have you ever felt like you're doing so well in God that like it's like, oh, I feel so good and everything's great and it's happened to me before. Like I've, I remember I, was, I had this moment where like, Everything was just so sweet in God. I was walking in His presence, and I felt like, yes, I could do anything. And it was a long time ago. And I remember walking into, walking into worship, feeling like, hey, man, it's going to be the sickest worship. And, and God came in worship, and I just went, oh, suck. <laughs> That's poor in spirit. That's, as long as you stay in that spirit where God, come and do more. Every time. I haven't ever arrived. I haven't even got to the place. I'm, I need you. I'm so poor here, God. I just need your presence. Without you, I'm going to be nothing. I need that presence to fill me. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, like before I did a bit of research on this, I was always like, yeah, it's, why is it so bad to mourn? Like, if you're, like I've lost a lot of family. I thought, yeah, that's, it's, it's good to mourn them, you know? That's not what this is talking about. It's talking about mourning your sin. Remember, it's relating to the law. If you can mourn your sin and you're really sorry about it, guess what happens? You'll be forgiven. So if you mourn your sin and go, like, oh, I'm sorry I sinned, God forgives those who ask for forgiveness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Keep thirsting for the things of God. Listen to God talking to you. Don't listen to what you think is the right thing. Righteousness is right standing with God. That's what it means. Prepared, like Marley said when she had that word this morning, be prepared to change because God says change. Even if it's the situation in your life is like, if I change now, I'm going to lose everything I have. Then you've put your hope in everything you have, not in Jesus. Blessed be the merciful for they shall receive mercy. If you receive mercy, you have to show mercy. I just want to pull up something quickly that I read this morning. It was quite crazy. I was reading through something, and it just it's explained mercy so well to me. that I was like, I definitely have to use that. <laughs> Sorry, man, I actually closed it, so I'll quickly open it again. Mercy means being patient with people's quirks. Mercy means helping anyone you know who is hurting. Mercy means giving people a second chance. Mercy means doing good to those who have hurt you. Mercy means being kind to those who offend you. Mercy means building bridges of love to difficult people. Mercy means valuing relationships over rules. 
Nothing to do with you. Everything to do with Jesus. And we make it so much like, I'm so offended, that person. And if you can't show them mercy, how is God going to show you mercy? Mercy and and unforgiveness are the two things that I think go together very well. And I feel like, I felt like this morning one of the things would be unforgiveness for certain people. And the reason I felt that was I felt like, let me show you a picture of unforgiveness. You're sitting like this, you're stabbing yourself in the leg, and I'll give you some situations. You were hurt as a child, somebody stole money from you, somebody did you out of a deal, something bad happened to you when you were a kid. And you're stabbing yourself in the leg, and you're bleeding, and you're hurting, and it's painful, and that person feels nothing. So the only person hurting is you. And so if you can't forgive them, you're going to keep stabbing yourself in the leg, bleeding, and you're going to hurt. So I want you to give that this morning. If that's something in your heart for someone, give that back to God. He wants to take that knife out of your hand and stop your bleeding this morning. Is this okay, guys? I feel it's very weighty. I don't know. It feels like I hope the Spirit's doing something in you because I feel like it's doing something in me. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. That's, you want peace no matter what the cost is, even if it costs you. So you want to, and I'm going to give you a good story, and it was a story, I've probably shared it with a few people, but it was, I got saved, I was working in a sales job in a printing company, and one of the guys messed up one of the jobs so badly that I, I couldn't deliver it to the client. So I went to him, I said, listen, dude, you, like, you need to sort this out. And he went off at me. I started swearing in the office at me. And my old self that started to well up in me was positioning myself to go, okay, I could hit him in the face from here. Like, I'm going to drop him. That's what I was doing. And as I was doing it, God said to me, what are you doing? Walk away. And I walked away. And I remember, I, was still sh- I don't know if you've ever had a fight before in your life, but if you've ever fought, like even if you've had a verbal fight, you're standing shaking like this. I sit at my desk and I'm shaking like this and I'm trying to justify my anger. And, I- and God says to me, go and apologize. And I'm like, are you crazy, God? What, what did I do? So I'm like, oh, and I'm still shaking. So eventually I feel like, okay, I can hear God's telling me to do this. So I'm going to do it. I walked up to him and I said, listen, bud, I don't know what I said to you that made you so upset, but I just want to say I'm sorry. And the guy just broke down crying in front of me. And the Muslim guy. And I was like, I'm like that's awkward. Like, now I'm just going, uh, it's in the office, everybody's around, there's a lot of people around in this guy's And I just said, can I pray for you? And he said, yes. And I just prayed for him. I just said, whatever's going on in your life, whatever it was, be the peacemaker, even when it costs you. If you're not doing that, that's just pride. That's the community way. You need to kill pride. If, if you think, I deserve or I'm, then Jesus didn't deserve the cross for you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. People who choose God over popularity. When somebody says, oh, and I, I, it was quite funny because it's like the first time this has ever happened to me, so I got a new job and I had an interview with a whole bunch of guys asking me, like it's a sales position, and it's kind of like they ask, so what is your greatest achievement? And I know what they're talking about. And I was like, yeah, 24 years ago I got saved and I gave my life to Jesus. 
in an interview, and they were like, I could see like this. But I, for me, it was like something I had to say. And I've never ever felt like I had to say that before. But it was, I know they're Jewish. I know what company they're So obviously I did research before I obviously do the interview with the guys. And I just, in that moment, was like, what is the greatest achievement? Am I going to say what the greatest achievement is? Or because I feel a little bit scalm about this, now I'm going to be quiet. So make sure that, that the word of God is better than your popularity in this world. Sorry, I'm going to drink a lot of water. I dry up. I'm, th- I'm nervous and thirsty. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, so they may procure you. So what my actual preachers today is, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And when I started, I said, this is something that's, that God's been just pushing in my heart the whole time. And what I love is, I love, uh, I don't know if you do, but Marvels. And it always, I don't know if it frustrates me, everybody, but me, Captain America is this guy. He always seems like, just come on, dude, do it. Like, why are you always holding back? But you know what? That's, that is power. If I had to explain meekness, that's meekness. He always does the right thing, even though he has all the power. He can break it. He can do anything he wants to, but he always wants to do what's right. He doesn't want to do... Like, oh, we can just go and take, he's like, he's always thinking about the consequences. He's always thinking about what, how it's going to affect certain people in that area. He's always thinking about what's right. And that's exactly what meekness is. Meekness is having the power of God in us and allowing God to work through us rather than trying to be you. So lowering yourself. They said in the premier, I think Bari, he said it this morning in the premier meeting, he says, Will used to say, aim high but stay low. So God is powerful and he can use you. But put yourself in a position of this so he will use you. Because if you do this, mighty man of God, and you think you've got the answers and you can change people's lives and you can do this thing, you can't, sorry. It's only the Spirit of God in us that allows us to do that. The only reason I'm here is because the Spirit of God allows me to be here. And if I preach Dylan, you'll all die. Because there's just death in me. But I want to preach Jesus and the words and laughs of Jesus because he brings life and life in abundance. Only through the surrender of our will to the Father can we experience the power of meekness. Only when we surrender our lives, our thoughts, our work, our relationships, our marriage, our suffering, our independence, can we truly achieve meekness in God? Because if you, don't, if you don't surrender the things of your heart, all the fleshy desires that we have, and the reason I say this is because, so I'll go back to quickly to, so the Francois, uh, they came for a, a community, and he said this in the word in the community, and I think I might have shared it before, but he said, I feel, now I've gone blank, Mediocre. I just don't want to be mediocre for God. And as he said it, for the first time in my life, I felt like the Holy Spirit had punched me in the stomach. I was like, oh. And I realized I'm mediocre. The same word for that is lukewarm. 
And I remember thinking, as he said it, I was like, oh, I've got to do something about this. In that moment, I actually stopped him and I said, guys, can you just stop? Like you were sharing, and I felt quite blind because I said, thanks for sharing, but can you just stop? I need you to pray for me right now because I don't want to be mediocre anymore. I don't want to be, like, I used to be radical for God in, in my youngest. I used to go to drug rehabs and, like, do crazy stuff, see incredible deliverances, and now I'm cared about if I can pay my ass off. And if my car is going to last. And am I going to have a retirement plan? Ugh. Hey? That's disgusting. It is truly. Like, how did I get to that place where the world came into my heart so strong that I had to go, where is God in this? I don't even feel God in my life anymore. The world's become so entrenched in my life, I can't feel God anymore. And it changed that day. And since then, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to fight for you guys as well. I'm going to let you know how I got, and I want you to get the same. Because I know what God's done in my life in the last four months. It's been incredible. And I know it's going to be bigger and better than it's ever been. But everything I've done has been crazy. It's been like, okay, God, here's everything. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? How do you want to say it? Where do you want me to go? Am I prepared to just go, here's everything of mine again? And I was actually, I had breakfast with Gary. I'm going to share something we shared yesterday. But it's kind of like, I remember saying this, God, I give you everything. And I was sitting on my table, but I was looking at all the stuff in my house, and we were looking after druggies at the time. And I was thinking how I could bolt my TV and my video at that stage, video recorder, onto my wall so they couldn't steal it because they had stolen so much stuff of ours when we had them in our house. And God said to me these things, and that's what made me realize. I, I told God I gave him everything, and he said, well, aren't those mine? And I was like, well, when did I claim everything God gave me? I'm running around like I own the world, and it's not mine, it's God's. Actually, it belongs to the devil. And all the things that you're celebrating here, and think, this is the devil's, he can get you with those things. He can get you with more money, more power in your job, prettier girl, better looking wife. Not my, not better than my wife, but maybe your wife. <laughs> sure, to save myself there. <laughs> but it's true. He'll give you the things of your heart, desires of your heart if you want them. To stay away from Jesus. And when I realized that my mediocrity had got me into a place of, I remember sitting, I'd, go, I'd, I'd got invited to elders' meetings. And I was sitting there and Andrew said these things. Will you go anywhere? So it was, I can't remember the exact thing, but anytime, anywhere, any place. And, and I remember sitting there going, hell no. I can't go now. I've got things happening. I'm like, I'm planning all these things for my life. And when we, when we, after that prayer, the first thing that came back to my heart is I had to phone Andrew the next day and said, Andrew, I said no that night, but I want to tell you right now, anywhere, anytime, any place. And if we don't get it in our hearts, we're not serving Jesus like where we're supposed to be. Anywhere, anytime, any place. And it's hard. Because you, you're entrenched in your career. You are making plans and building your house and doing extensions and thinking about that next car you're going to buy. I'm going to do this again. Ugh. Lukewarm. God said, he, it says spit, but vomit. 
involuntary action to get you out of him. I don't want you to be there. I don't want to be there. Make sure that you position yourself to go, God, whatever you want to do, do it in me. People who choose to find power in the revelation of Jesus rather than their own choices. That's where you'll find meekness. So if you're not reading your Bible, you're not getting revelation. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, You can spin it any way you want. I spend 20 hours in prayer. I pray on the way to work. If you're not spending time in his word, his word is is the bread of life. that breaks open revelation in your heart. And if you're not reading it, you're not giving revelation for yourself. You're living off somebody else's revelation. And then you're not meek. Because you're not living under God's will. You're living under the will of some other man who came up with a good book that told you this is his revelation. Now you've made it yours. It's not. Find your revelation for you. When we recognize we are broken, spiritually lacking, and in our fallen state, we'll find meekness is produced. I'm finding a lot of meekness in my life. I went to America, and I mean, God did crazy things while we were there. But you know what I couldn't do? The whole time I was there, take credit for any of it. Because I went with preachers. I had this whole plan of what I was going to do. I, had, I studied my katoodies off while I was here, putting preachers together and like seeking God. And I was really seeking God in that. But I, I, I did the preach. And every time before I preached, God said, no, you're not doing that. And not like the once was at the meeting, God said, no. And I'm like, well, what am I doing? What am I going to do? And he said, share your testimony. And I said, what part? And he just said, this part. And God came in and did incredible stuff through people. I had nothing to do with it. I was like, so I couldn't take credit for anything. Which was such a beautiful thing when I got back. It was like, oh, you did such. And I'm like, no, I didn't. God did incredible stuff in me. But I didn't really come up with any of it. It was all God. It was just hearing God's voice. So one of, one of the perfect pictures of us in the, in the States is, Nolene waking up at 4 o'clock, seeing me on my laptop, tapping away and going, God changed day. Mm-hmm. This is the day before I'm preaching. Like I'm just tapping, what are you saying, God? Please just give it to me. So put, your pla- put yourself in a place where God speaks to you. Not in a place where you find stuff. Because you can find a lot of preachers. Like you can go onto the internet and find every preacher you want to preach on. You can find somebody else's words for, for what you want to say. But God wants to speak life, man. Not just regurgitate somebody else's stuff. And his life is found in his word. And if you open up his word for you, it's going to open up your life for you. So this is, so I'm going to give credit to Gary because he, he gave me this yesterday. And this is what I felt was, was the challenge for us today. Is He said it so well yesterday, and I hope I do him justice the way he said it. He said, we can find ourselves living in our circumstances and find our identity in our circumstances. Which means we're not finding our identity in Jesus. So where you're living, that's your circumstance. What's happened to you, presence? What's happened to you in the past? It's a circumstance of, of, of your situation. You can find yourself and you can find your identity in that and that's brokenness. And it's, it's out of the will of God. So it's out of the will of God. It's in your circumstance. 
got nothing to do with God's will for you. Or you can say, God, I want your will, and no matter what that means, I want to follow you. And I feel like God wants to say that to you guys today. And, and I actually want to ask for a response. So maybe just check in your heart. How much have you been living? So I was, tr- trust me, I was, I was probably over here, like in my circumstances and, and worried about my circumstances, but not so much in the side where God is. And the beautiful thing is when I seek God, the one thing that I got the whole time out of this, and I think I'm still living in it, God's peace. This is where God's peace lives. This is where the devil's tormenting lives, worried about how much I'm going to make. Am I going to get a promotion? Am I going to be that person? Am I going to have the right wife? Am I going to live in a car? Am I going to have the right house? Am I going to... that's, that's this. This is all the things you can get if you just go, okay, devil, have your way. Or, where do you want me, God? How can you use me? What do I need to do in order to surrender? What more parts? Like David said, search my heart, God. And I feel like God wants to search everybody's heart. You've got to say it, though. The beautiful thing about in this place is still choice. I can still choose to go this way, but I want to choose this. I have to choose. God didn't make robots. He made people that would respond to his presence, to his beauty, to his peace, to his love. And still we get pulled this way so easy because it's like so pretty. Oh, more money. Imagine how much more I can do in the kingdom with more money. How blessed. And then, uh, uh, where's God? We get sucked this way so quickly because, and it's small, it's easy. So, uh, are you good with me to just ask a response? So, why don't we bow our heads quickly? And the first people I want to speak to is, is this. I'm talking about this guy who gave his, gave his life for us. His name's Jesus. And he came down to the earth because we were sinful and we didn't know any better. And he died on a cross that we may come into the presence of God. And he's interested in each and every person. And he wants you to choose him over the world, over the world situations, over your circumstances. And he wants you to choose life this morning. And so if there's anybody that's never, ever surrendered to Jesus in their life, and you wanted to say this morning, God, I want to give my heart to you this morning just like so many of us in this place have done already. And I want to surrender my life afresh to you, God. And I want to be like you say, God, in that place of peace where I'm not striving and fighting for every part of everything I, I think I deserve. If that's you, and if your heart is pumping right now, then I know it's you. Would you put up your hand and just say, yes, I want to give my heart to Jesus this morning. Is there anyone like that? Okay, awesome. So we're all saved. Wonderful. Then the second one is this. I believe this morning the Holy Spirit can set you free of your circumstances, but you've got to choose God over your circumstances this morning. And just like I did, I said, I don't want to be mediocre anymore. And God, I'll make a choice this morning. And I know there's a lot of you, so I want to pray. Why don't you come out to the front right now? As you feel God telling you to come, just come out to the front. And then I want to pray for all the guys that come out to the front. So just keep, start coming, start coming.
Um, this week I was reading, and there's this quote by Spurgeon that says, Stoop if you would climb to heaven. The whole royal treasury of God shall be made over by deed of gift to the soul which is humble enough to be able to receive it without growing proud because of it. And I just wrote after that, and it sounds better if I wrote what I read. <laughs> um, if we don't receive a blessing, maybe it's because our hearts are proud and God doesn't want the kingdom to move forward on the basis of our pride, but rather on his power made known through our weakness. Yeah, kept low for our own safety. And now I, yeah, I just really feel like God, as we lower ourselves and he will bless us as we lower ourselves, like with the upside down kingdom. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, what has the Spirit of the Lord been saying in this last while? And, and I feel like he's been calling us to a life of greater obedience, to a life of being led by him minute by minute by minute. And in the last while, I felt like the Lord saying, you have not yet seen what a people looks like that walks in step with me. You have had it in a measure, but I am bringing a greater measure. And we are going to be wildly, insanely crazy people for God. So I want to call even myself out this morning and go, I want more. I want to be led. I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient even unto death because I want more of his testimonies in our lives. So just before Boris shares, I want you guys to keep coming out, eh? Because I know God's putting stuff on your hearts as we're sitting here. And I, I don't want anybody to miss what God is doing. So for the sake of your pride and your ego, kill it right now and say, God, I want more. Whatever that means, okay. Isn't it amazing how God works? That voice, uh, that picture that Mali saw this morning of just the roads are changing. And if you feel like God's changing something in your heart, even while I'm talking, come out. Um, and even if you feel God's convicting you, come out because it's between you and him. Uh, but just wanted to confirm uh, the things that Dill has also been saying. I've been reading the book of uh, Judges about Joshua. And two things when Dylan preached, what he was preaching, the one thing is Joshua was, did so good in God, but eventually the things that he got, all the golden stuff, the Bible says became a snare to him and his family. Because the things of this world creeps into our hearts. And I felt like if you're going, God, the things of this world has become more important than the things of the kingdom. Come out. Say, God, come change me. Come change my perception. Um, Nikki prayed that prayer. He said, it's by the renewing of our minds. So come out. Like God wants to change. God wants to put you on a different direction in your life. And the last thing is, I don't want Dylan to miss that, but that thing about unforgiveness and the mercy of God. Yes, I just sense it. If you are sitting with unforgiveness in your life, I almost want to, the Bible speaks about almost pleading with someone and saying, come, do not let that thing grip your heart. If there's anything, if you've got any unforgiveness, no matter what it is, please come out and say, God, please come and help me to forgive. Help me to walk in your freedom. Just those two things. Okay, so I still believe there's more people. And I don't want to put pressure on you, but I, I, I'm fighting for your freedom. 
and, and I believe God is fighting on your behalf for your freedom as well because that's what he's putting in my heart right now. So if, if what Warren said, if you have unforgiveness, come to the front, let's pray at the same time. But I'm still feeling there's some guys that need to say, God, I lay down things of this world to serve you in a better way. Okay. So I'm going to pray. And the only prayer I have is this. Jesus, come have your way right now. As these people surrender their hearts and their lives to you afresh, God, that by your spirit you would fill them, you would break off the clutches of the devil on their hearts and their lives of things of this flesh, and you would start to fill them with your spirit, Lord God, that your peace would be their, their sword, Lord God, that they would find their identity in you and not in the world and not in people's minds and ideas, Lord God, but in the things of you, Lord God. And Lord, I know as you do that, you would put a desire for your word in their hearts, that they would find revelation of who you are for themselves. I want to pray that right now, that you would come. Come, come Holy Spirit, over each and every life that is standing up right now, Lord God. And even those lives that are sitting at the back, Lord God, that are trusting you for other things, God. By your Spirit, Lord, I pray that you would do it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Pour yourself out right now, Jesus. Every life, every life, every life, every life. More of you, Jesus, less of us. More of you, Jesus, less of us. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way.